You know, I was that a long enough pause, Lou? Yeah, it was almost too long. Where okay, I find I, I think it might be uncomfortable. Yeah, I thought so too. I was feeling a little uncomfortable, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I was just was, kind of I was scared. prepared for the pause. I was mentally prepared the entire okay. entire yeah, week. And I appreciate that, but you know what it comes down to is then I'm just staring at your mug. Right. And, and that's what I was worried about. That's and, why I never paused. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then I don't exactly know what to do or what to say. Right. So I'm glad you started it this week. Another pause? No, that should suffice. Okay. That's good enough. All right. Welcome to episode six of Big Dog Radio. We have a loaded episode for you today. We have a guest coming in, Claire Splinter, our first female guest, Lou. Are you excited? Yeah. Uh, I am. I'm also a bit nervous. First yeah. guest that we've had that I don't know at all. So it'll be interesting to see what she has to offer. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, Lou, do you have any gripes this week? Uh, well, actually, what the first thing I wanted to talk about today is we came up with a sort of a like quasi business idea that I don't know is if it's actually a business idea uh, a while ago. And, and I think this would be a good opportunity for us to kind of hash it out and, and see what we have. Uh, and, and it's the gambling idea that you came up with. Oh, right. One day. Yes. I, I forget when this was actually, but essentially I, I think what it is, is, you take people with a gambling problem and you and investors give them money to gamble. Is this correct? No, the other way around. So the okay. gamblers, the people who are addicted to gambling, give other normal people money to gamble with. So these gamblers can like realize how much money they're actually losing. And then the people that like get to gamble just get to play games and they aren't like earning any money or losing any money, but they just get to play the games. Well, I don't think that's how we thought of it. I think how we thought of it was you have investors because you were actually doing this at one point you gave, you were giving people or you might've only done this once you gave someone money to gamble. No, I've done this five times. Okay. Each time I've, I've given somebody $20 because I, I'm an investor. So I invested my money in this man who will remain unnamed for the moment. And I gave him my money and I told him, go win me some money. I, I want to see at least, at least 10, 12% return on my cash. And night goes on, kind of forget about it. Then like towards the end of the night, I'm like, Hey, how would my investment go? He said, well, I lost it in five minutes every single time. So I'm down $100 from my simple investment strategy. You know, this guy's probably up $100, probably just stuffed it in his pocket and walked out the door. He very well could have, but he, I also would see him at the machines for the majority of the night. Okay. So I'm assuming he lost it. So you still think that this idea has legs? No, not at all. I don't think okay. it has any legs at all, but... It was an idea at one point in time, but one, I don't think that gamblers would like just giving away their money. And then also two, there's not really any room for profit in well, the also, whole, I don't, I don't see whole game for any reason as to why the gambler would give up their money for someone else to gamble with it. That's kind of why gambling is addicting is because like you get the thrill of like hitting the button or watching the game and exactly on it. so i think that was our idea behind it is like 
then we'll get these other people that are just gambling with somebody else's money addicted. And then they'll be in the other person's position, giving, feeding more money into the system. And then it just turns into a vicious cycle. But, right. But then more customers. Exactly. You're creating your own customer base. So mm-hmm. this might actually be a fantastic idea. Yeah. Except we just have to find where the money is in it. Could, could we like charge commission or? Hmm. That's, that's actually a really good question. Yeah. We'll think on it. We'll, we'll report back on what our idea comes up to. If other people have ideas, feel free to comment. Um, and actually, Lou, I do I, have, you have to continue. Okay. I was going to give an update on the HelloFresh situation. Please. Uh, so last week, HelloFresh had me to put it lightly, not happy. Right. And where we were at, I think one week ago is that they had canceled my box because it just didn't arrive at my house. And then they, uh, I suddenly got an email that they were sending another box for free, allegedly. So I'm waiting on this box. I finally get it of Thursday next week. And you wouldn't believe what this box looked like. I pull it out of the larger box that it's in, soaking wet. This box is soaking wet, all right? I cut it open, all the bags inside, soaking wet. None of this food is edible. Or in large part, a lot of it is not edible. So that begs the question, they told me one of my boxes, the credit from the first box that never was delivered would be applied to a future box. I'm praying to God that uh, the box that they applied my credit to was not this box that I didn't even ask for that was delivered soaking wet. Did you ever figure out if the water came from the outside or from the inside? I'm, I'm thinking one of the freezer bags on the inside was leaking. And that's, okay. and that's where the uh, moisture came from. But still, when, when you deliver food that's not edible, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I think you got another free box coming your way. And, and this customer service, let me tell you, not impressed to say the least. So I contact, I contact them about this new box that arrived now, soaking wet, saying, what am I supposed to do with this? And you know what they tell me? Nothing. They said, since we already gave you a credit for the box that we missed on Monday, we cannot give you another credit for this box. Why? Why can't you give me another credit? This box is just as good as the last one. I'm not able to use anything. Just as not edible. Right. Exactly. You might as well have just lost it in transit. Mm -hmm. So I I, keep us updated. I will. I mean, I think, well, depending on how many or how much I have in credit, I might be terminating uh, my service with HelloFresh. Within well, you got to claim the weeks. credit first. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So after the credit runs out, I don't think I will be continuing unless I can work something out with HelloFresh. And actually, that's that is one of my theories on why they keep doing this. I think they just want to get rid of me. They're like Fire this guy's. Ca- they're like this guy's calling too much. He's he's giving us too hard of a time. We need to one lose his box, two send him shitty food with shitty ingredients. Uh, and maybe he'll just decide to leave on his own. I think that's what they're trying to do. Right. I think you're right. Lou, I have a couple things I want to say before we get started too. I just want to 
please mention two people that I ran into on campus this week. Okay. And I, I just want to shout out real quick. So the first person I, I ran into somebody that we had actually been talking about and hoping to meet. I met somebody that was both deaf and blind. You did mention this to me. Yeah. And this lady could speak both Korean and English. All right. So, so how did you know that this lady was deaf and blind? Um, so I guess people just told me that. But also, she was like, she needed somebody to be walking her around to get anywhere. So, I mean, uh, yeah, she could have been faking it. But I feel like it was quite the act to so, be So she faking. could fluently speak Korean and English. Right. Korean's her first both... language. English is her second. So was she completely blind and completely deaf? You know, I, I am pretty certain. But so I guess more behind the story a little bit more. I was at my church. We have a rock wall at my church. And I was kind of just sitting around. And then all of a sudden I hear cheering from the corner. And, and like, that's the easiest portion of the rock wall. So I'm like, well, who did somebody just first start climbing and make it up this portion of the rock wall. I turn and, and sure enough, somebody's coming down and then somebody, somebody taps me. He's like, that girl is deaf and blind. And she just climbed Come up on. that rock wall. Yes. Come I'm on. not kidding. I am not kidding. This legitimately happened. And I, I like don't even what what's going through your head as a blind person going up a rock wall. Like, do you know, are you aware that you're well, like, 12, 15 feet off the ground at that moment. I, I mean, how, how do you even like determine your next hold? Don't you have to like right. see? You would think so. I mean, I'd get, maybe she was just feeling for the next thing because they're relatively big blocks on this part. Okay. So like you could feel for it. But at the same time, it's like you have to know where your foot's going too. at the same. I don't know. It was incredible, though. No, I mean, with even if she was just partially blind, I would still be incredibly impressed. I mean, with all due respect, I don't believe for a second that she's blind and deaf, uh, speaks two different languages fluently, supposedly, and is climbing a rock wall. I mean, you know, I, I really hope that I get the chance to actually like speak to her next time yes. I see her. And I, I will like try to confirm some of these questions. And I mean, I guess I hope I see her again because I was astounded like my jaw was on the floor at this moment well, well who else have you ran into oh my other honoree i was in the bathroom at one of the halls here on campus and there was a guy in the stall who was having a, a rough day to say the least he probably <laughs> ate one of your one of your hello fresh packages right? yeah that showed up a week late right he was having a rough day and Shout out this guy. Halfway through, he does a courtesy flush in a public bathroom <laughs> and then continues with his day. A courtesy so, flush. I mean, if, I guess for the, are you aware what a courtesy flush is where you kind of just. Well, like you aren't well, done I mean, with that's your business, like, but you got to make sure it goes down. Yeah, because you don't want to clog up the toilet. Right. Right. Yeah. Courtesy. Yeah. flush. So he gave a courtesy flush and I was like, shout out that guy because. Most people just leave it even right. after they're done. Yeah. Well, mm. actually, just recently, I've, I, I think I heard I was listening to a plumber talking on a podcast and he was talking about how <laughs> I can't believe I remember this. 
at a at at all costs necessary or how how do i want to put it oh, i'm just okay. i'm just laughing at the fact that you're listening to a plumber on a podcast yeah well anyways he he was advising because someone said they had seen it recently to avoid at all costs a puzania if you can believe it a puzania yes so as as this plumber describes and he's seen it throughout his career multiple times apparently so to save water people put a layer of toilet paper down and then they go in someone takes a shit and then they'll wipe their ass and put toilet paper down for the next person how did i even get on the puzania but but at, for those listening flush, at home like the opposite of the courtesy flush. exactly uh for for your plumber's sanity no puzanias no puzanias all right lou enough bathroom talk should we hit our listener questions i would say on to the listener questions all right, our, we have three questions that have all come in from anonymous sources this week. I am not fully convinced that these were truly anonymous sources. I think Lou may have just thrown these through these. Oh, these, the- yeah. <laughs> these are all questions that have come in through uh, the link that we have. I think it's pinned on our Twitter, is it not? Yep, it this is. This is a good opportunity to, to shout that out. If you have any unanswered questions you think we should discuss, uh, there's your source to go ahead and, and ask those questions. Yep. And our handle is at big dog radio underscore. So yeah, please ask your questions there. We love to answer them. Uh, our first question is, is the glass half empty or half full? You know, I have, I have some thoughts on this and that's, I think it's, it depends on the situation. Clearly if you're filling up a glass and you get to the halfway point, that glass is now half full. If you're drinking a glass and you get to the halfway point, that glass is half empty. And I think if you see a glass just sitting around and it's at the halfway point, I think it can be assumed that it was at one point full and is now half empty. Interesting. So I think I agree that your first part, that's the most logical argument. If it's once was empty and it's being filled, then it's half full. And then if it once was full and it's being emptied, then it's half empty. However, I think if you run into a cup that's just sitting there, that's half full, it is half full. It's not half empty. Why would it be half full if it was at one point full and then you drink it? That would well, we don't it know that empty. if there's no context behind it, I'd say it's half full. I if think you just, assume it's half empty. You assume it's half full. Why would you assume that it's half full? I think it's it would be more, more common terminology. Would, I think it would be more likely that at one point it was full and now it's half empty versus someone just making it half full. I think that is like a more likely scenario. Now, but do, do you now think, you're putting assumptions in. Do you think that that makes me a pessimist that I see it that way? Because some people will be like, no. oh, it depends if you see it. Had, no, I'm just saying if the glass is half empty and it was at one point full, then that glass is half empty. Yeah, no, I don't think it makes you a pessimist. If, if anything, it makes you like an optimist because you see the empty potential, that potential that that glass has. I don't know how accurate that is, but <laughs> I just made that up. I don't know. All right, next question. 
What is the most useless skill that you have? I like this question, Lou. So my most useless skill until I find a use for it is that I have the greatest mouth to eye coordination of all time. Well, I don't even know what that means. So you could drop a peanut from a helicopter and I'll catch it. Oh, okay. I, I do know I've thrown plenty of things your way and you've been able yes. to catch them with your mouth. Yes. I, my mouth to eye coordination is impeccable. You're like a dog. You're the big dog. I Exactly. So I don't know what use this has, if any, uh, long-term, but like I said, drop a peanut out of a helicopter. I'll catch it. Yeah. I don't think of, I can't think of any practical use right now. And that's exactly what the question is. Most useless skill. It's well so, done. What'd you call it? Eye mouth coordination, mouth, eye coordination, mouth, eye, like hand, eye. Okay. But hand, eye, but mouth, eye, mouth, eye. Okay. I got you. My most useless skill. So during COVID, I got really big into this kind of nerdy and weird hobby, and that is bird watching. Okay. So I would say my most useless skill is, is waterfowl identification. I'm not very good with hummingbirds and other small chickadees and things, but specifically ducks and geese, I am impeccable at identifying them. So, so how many, how many different types of ducks and geese are there? Um, there's gotta be probably about a hundred or so. A, a oh, ducks really? and geese. Yeah. I actually, so I have a bird watching app where I can like track how many birds I've seen. And I think I'm at like I, I can't find it right now, but I'm at like in the forties or fifties with just waterfowl. So there's all sorts of different creatures so, that live in the water. So what about the loon? Would that be considered a waterfowl? Yeah. Yeah. That's a waterfowl. Have you ever seen a loon? Yeah. I was actually one of my most exciting finds because where, I normally don't see them near me. I saw it on the river in my hometown, I guess our hometown. Really interesting. Yeah. Are you sure it, it was a loon? That's why I was because 100%. They usually don't make it that far east. No, they don't. And that's why that's why I'm saying that was the most surprising one I had. And I was very excited about it. Hmm. But yes, a loon. Well, I suspect some more bird talk in our future. Yeah, I would love to talk about birds. At, well, as I told you, I have a bird expert. I think I could bring on the pod. Really? Yes. I and, would be very excited to. And we could have a two to three hour long discussion of just bird talk. Who doesn't love right. some good bird talk? Some bird plumage. Talk about their plumage and their, their webbed feet. Or actually, not webbed feet. Actually, you know what? Speaking of webbed feet, I don't understand why humans don't have webbed feet. I feel like we kind of do. Like, what are you talking not, about? No, we don't. You have like little webs between your fingers. No, but I'm saying like the whole shit's just not connected. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's probably better off like, that way. Like, well, our, I, our I would agree, but abilities. there's just these little appendages. I don't know. It would make it, it wasn't a complete thought when I had it, and it's still incomplete, but it would be kind of cool. I, we should start a movement for pro webbed feet or like pro webbed hands. Maybe that's a can, can you have like a medical operation and get webbed hands? I could do anything. For sure. You could have that happen. Well, well, and speaking of that, do you think you'd be allowed in the Olympics then? I think you'd smash records. No, you're basically uh, a duck in the water. Yeah, 
I don't know. There, like, there was that one guy in the NFL that had half a foot and could kick the ball crazy far. He had half. You a know foot. what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's a there's a kicker. Um, the Justin Tucker just beat his NFL record, or maybe it was a couple years. I think Matt Prater beat it first, but there was a kicker with half a foot, and he had like a specialized shoe that like would hit the ball perfectly because he could because he only well, that had sounds half like a, foot. a cheat code. I know that's what I'm saying with these webbed fingers. Half a foot kicker. I'm looking it up right now. And his name is Tom Dempsey. That name actually does ring a bell. Yep. He had half a foot. Well, hey, let's Eddie, move on Eddie, to our was... our final question. And this is an absurd question, but do you think dogs need deodorant? Well, I I, I thought it was rather absurd as well. However, when I looked up, I kind of did a quick Google search. And according to the internet, there is such a thing as dog deodorant. Now, really? I, don't, I don't know if that's just like a carpet deodorizer that, you know, gets rid of the dog smell. That's got to be it. But my thoughts on if dogs need a deodorant, it, it's like the old adage, let the kids be kids, let the dogs be dogs, you know. Let that dog stink as much as he wants. Okay. He's not hurting anybody. So I only have one note down for this thing. And all it says is, it, so I saw the question, do you think dogs need deodorant? And all I put down was they need something. They need something. dogs stink. No, like no, my dog right now no, is do. one of the most rancid smelling yeah. objects on this world. Well, I mean, how often does a dog get a bath? Like once every couple months. Yeah, it's probably about that. But like, even if we give this dog a bath, it's like his glands or something. There's something <laughs> else that's a little bit, a little bit funky. Yeah, but I mean, like, how how would you even go about applying dog deodorant? Because they don't have sweat glands in the same spots as humans, so you would just wouldn't like lift the dog's arm up and be sticking a stick under. Right, them. they don't even have sweat glands, right? That's why they pants because yeah, they don't sweat. I, I guess, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, what, I don't do know you, how that would do you make work. them eat the deodorant. I don't know. We just do it like the the flea spray or whatever. Yeah, behind their ears and stuff. Yeah, I I I just think no matter what you do, dogs are gonna stink, and that's okay, because yeah. it's it's a dog. It stinks. So what's our consensus answer? Dogs do not need deodorant. I would I would say dogs don't need deodorant because it's a dog and it's supposed to stink. Yeah. All right, Lou, that, that wraps up our listener questions. And I think it's time to call in our, our guest. Our guest is Claire Splinter this week. So let's call her in. And we're back with Claire Splinter. Claire, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm just lovely. Very happy to be here. Very excited. A little bit nervous, actually. <laughs> Excellent. That's what we like to hear. So Cla- Claire, you the reason we had you on the podcast, you had a very interesting story that that happened to you recently and um there i saw it on on your snapchat story in fact and you you had a message from a man i'm not going to name his name but i'm going to call him joking heinrich for the time being (laughs) and um wait is that like what is that all about joking heinrich Um, that may or may not be, I'm sorry. That may or may not be his real name. Um, I did Google search it. I, 
I'm gonna assume that it's foreign, so I don't think he'll ever stumble across this podcast. Um, so I think we're okay. Oh, you'd you'd be surprised. We're going worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. We'll cross that bridge when it gets there. Okay. Okay. All right. So so Jokin messaged Claire not not through normal means through work email, and this is what he says. He says, "Hi Claire, how are you doing? I hope my email finds you well. Writing to you now is the most courageous thing." I have done for quite a long time. Hope you're having a wonderful and nice day. My name is Jokin Heinrich. I write to you in regards to your LinkedIn profile. I came in contact while I was searching for an old colleague of mine. Your charming and very beautiful smile with your gorgeous eyes caught my attention. I must be honest with you. I know this is very strange to receive such a compliment due to the fact that LinkedIn is a professional site, but I had to go way beyond my protocol to reach you privately and let you know your profile picture had a very positive effect on me. It will be a very happy moment for me to read your reply. I may not expect you to completely disclose identity due to mischief of some operators of this platform. However, you may therefore wish to know that there is someone who truly admires you and that someone is me. Hope my email brightens your day and puts a smile on your face. With regards, joking. Blair, what did you make? I just picture coming into work and pulling this up. What did you make of this? Well, at first I thought it was spam because, you know, I get spam all the time from different marketers who just, you know, want to work for our company. But as I started reading it, I'm like, oh, my God, is this for is this guy for real? And I just I kept reading it all the way through. And there was just a, a bunch of different creepy sentences that caught my eye. I mean, first of all, the the um I don't expect you to completely disclose your identity like dude you know my LinkedIn profile obviously you know my identity you know where I work you know where I I went to school um and just like the the whole your profile picture has had a very positive effect on me just the whole thing is very creepy so immediately pulled out my Snapchat camera put that up on the private story and just people I had like 15 people slide up on it and just be like, what is this? Like, is this for real? Just, I, yeah, very, as this has never happened to me before, I've never gotten hit on, on LinkedIn before. I mean, this is just, (laughs) he, I mean, I'll give it to him. He's pretty creative. So, so towards the end, he says, he says like, I hope this has a positive impact on your day. If I had to guess it had uh, the adverse effect where it it more creeped you out than anything. Oh yeah, totally creeped me out. I mean, like I said before, I'm pretty sure he's foreign, so there's no way that I will ever run into him or anything. Yes. Like so that. you 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 didn't have any contact with this guy before. He just came across your LinkedIn profile right. and yeah, and thought and became instantly obsessed with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he basically he expected me to reply. He said it will be a very happy moment for me to read your reply, and I'm like, dude, you you really think I'm gonna reply to this? I mean, I blocked it. I blocked it right oh, away. Block- okay. <laughs> I blocked the sender on email. I mean, I don't know what that does, but I no, I didn't did not respond to him. So I don't think he's oh. very happy with me. <laughs> well, that has to raise day. a question. That has to raise a question. Like, is it too far to reach? Try to reach out with people through LinkedIn. I think so. I mean, personally, yeah. I feel like <laughs> to reach out can... to a love interest. A love interest specifically. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If you're, yep. if you're in that platform for business inquiries, yeah, hit me up. But if you're coming at me with the whole, your eyes are gorgeous. Like I, I, you have a very positive effect to me. No, 
no, thank you, sir. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to make connections with business people and network, but not with you. Sorry, Yakin. <laughs> That's good you. to know. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop reaching out to, <laughs> to love interests yeah. through LinkedIn. So, so I think what this story does is it begs the question of how far is too far when trying, uh, I guess, to contact a girl. So Claire, I actually have come up with a few different situations and, and you tell me if it's inbounds or out of bounds or if it's too far or not, perhaps not far enough. Okay. So, so one adding a girl on Snapchat out of the blue. Hmm. So you don't, what's the, so what's perhaps the you, behind that. So, so perhaps you don't know the person. Right. And if you, if you're interested to randomly add them on Snapchat, I mean, I'll be the first person to say that, honestly, if a guy has interest in me, I don't want his Snapchat. I'm going okay. straight to phone number. We're going old school. Well, yeah, well, uh, random text message Snapchat. Okay. I think you, uh, got, your, I think you got your answer, Lou. That's okay. out of bounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I think the rest of these will be then, too. Um, <laughs> that was the mild one? Oh, boy. Well, there's one more mild one. Uh, <laughs> giving a girl a note in passing. I mean, that just kind of, I mean, girls like guys who will take charge and be confident. Okay. I feel like a note is kind of a cop out, you know, like, mm-hmm. no, I can't talk to you face to face. I'm just slide you a note. Uh, some you know? people have different personalities though, you know, <laughs> I mean, it might be a little shy. Guys out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lou, I got a question. Uh, so, are all of these scenarios that you have? No, no, Mel. <laughs> no, they are not. They are scenarios played out in my head. Okay. Okay. Anyways. So you thought about doing so, it, opted out. No, no, not even just will you let me talk. <laughs> so the third one here, uh, following the person home and knocking on their door once they get in the house. I, I feel like that that's just <laughs> is that a joke? I think that's a joke. That, well, Please tell me you didn't actually think of that. Well, well, no, I all right. I feel like I need to clear something up here. Where did These you think are... the line was going to be, Lou? Like, at what point? Like, did... Well, that's that was... was you think it was what... going to be right after the note passing one? That's what could have perhaps um, gotten us to the bottom of this question here. You have to have a couple outliers on each side. Yeah. So can I continue, please? I think we've, please. I think we've established that that's out of bounds. Right. Out of bounds. Okay. Right. Well, I don't even want to say this next one, then. No, let's hear it. I want to hear okay. it. Okay. So have you guys ever watched the show, How I Met Your Mother? No. No. Nope. Okay. So I think at least that's what this uh, term is from, the naked man. So it's, it's a move pulled early on in perhaps the first, second, third date where your date goes to the bathroom. You come back and when she comes back, uh, you're, you're naked. <laughs> Like in a public, not in not in a public in a restaurant. No, okay, that's how I pictured it. Like at home, inbounds or out of bounds, the naked man. Oh my, um, I'm gonna have to go out of bounds with that. Okay, I think I think maybe it would be a good tactic if you had been dating for a while. Okay, it would be funny at that point. Second or third date, creepy, out of bounds. Okay, all right. So all your ideas are out of bounds, Lou. Well, they're not, you right. have, well, you have more. Can, can, no, uh, but can we go back on that? Not my ideas. For the sake of public 
safety, I think it's something that's good to get to the bottom. Too. Yeah, that is good that we aren't going to have anybody attempting most of those feats. <laughs> I think Yakin or Gilkin, whatever, should probably. Yeah, I, I think he he pushed the envelope, uh, and I was just seeing how far that envelope could be pushed. Not too far. Very well. No, probably not. <laughs> no. All right, Lou, do you want to head into your fake news segment this week? Uh, I do. And this week, uh, kind of playing off a theme that you brought up last week of the Florida man. Right. Lou, so, can you remind people what fake, the fake news segment So the fake is? news segment, I either, well, Melvin, I alternate. We, we have two real, one fake article. Uh, and the goal of Melvin, the guest, is to guess which of the articles is fake. So this week I brought in three articles, two real, one fake. Uh, with the theme being the Florida man. So my first article here, the headline, Florida man trapped in unlocked closet for two days. So then a quote from the article, two people thought they were stuck in a janitor's closet at Daytona State College for two days before realizing they could just open the door and walk out. That's okay, I feel like one. this is this is a play on that beer cooler one that we had a couple it, weeks it ago. It very well could be. The guy stuck in the beer cooler. Claire, what are your first thoughts, real or fake, on that one? I think, it. I mean, the theme itself, the Florida man, there's nothing that the Florida man will not do. Oh, exactly. There's nothing, you know, that's (laughs) not believable. Right, right. So this is tough right off the bat. I think I'm trying to go off context here. You said it was at a college. I don't know, college kids, they could have been, I mean, I don't think they could have been drunk or high for two days, but they're college students nonetheless. Maybe we can kind of go from that i'm i'm thinking maybe it's real i'm gonna go with real i guess i'll have to wait to see what what else yeah we'll compare that's fair so second article here florida man desperate for ride to hooters calls 911 so this guy quote allegedly told 911 dispatchers he needed a ride uh to the provocative eatery to help his grandmother who had fallen ill the cops later learned that the man's granny was perfectly fine and the man was arrested for misusing 911 that's, Yours sounds, I think it's also real. I think, yeah, I don't know what to make of that one. <laughs> Some people really like Hooters, no free ads. Was his grandma at Hooters? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> Just was trying to meet up with her and didn't have a ride, so right. I mean, is that where people go with, I mean, on dates with their grandparents now? Is your local Hooters? <laughs> could be very well, be could be to it. Um, <laughs> Florida man who, uh, this is article three, Florida man who refused to leave diner is arrested. So this guy, quote, refused to leave Dolly's diner early Thursday morning, despite being asked multiple times to leave. Donovan gladly told authorities that he worked there. I can't read my own handwriting. Can you not read your own writing? No. Uh, So this, okay. He told authorities he worked there, but so Dolly, the owner, I don't know what this says. This was pathetic, Lou. I know, I'm aware. Uh, okay, so so then the owner insisted that she had never seen the man before. So this person, read just the headline again. Okay. Florida man who refused to leave diner is arrested. I feel like that one's just very average story. Right, very average. I mean, that's like if you're losing fantasy football, you have to go to a Waffle House for 24 hours. Kids do that all the time. <laughs> they don't get arrested. At least I don't think they do. No, 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 no. He he refused to leave the diner because he thought he worked there. So he was behind, like he was behind oh, like, he the was. counter, okay. trying to work there, and he refused to leave because 
he assumed he worked there. So looking back on the three stories, we have the first one was the trapped in the closet, trapped in the closet, even though it was open. The second one was the Hooters story. Hooters. And the third one was the guy who thought he worked at this restaurant that he actually didn't. Correct. This is a tough one. The Florida man can do anything. Breaking it down in my head, that last one, just the fact that you couldn't read your handwriting makes me just think it's real. Because <laughs> okay. you would have made like known what you're writing if it was okay. fake. Um, then that leaves the Hooters one and the closet one. Mm. And uh, for me, I, I really think that the fake one is the closet one. One, because you're, you're trapped in an unlocked closet. Eventually you'd try pushing. And two, uh, you, you would think. Two, like in, in the scenario that this article becomes a true news story, there needs to be a news reporter there. And for, yeah, for somebody to- You know, that, that like, would be odd. Someone goes to like a journalist and says, hey, I was just locked in a closet for two days and it turns out that it wasn't even locked. Right. Well, if you want to tell people that, they would think you're the dumbest person right, on exactly. earth. <laughs> I mean, I, Kelvin, that's a good, that's a good point there. I mean, also, like you said, they wouldn't even push. I mean, if they were in there for two days, you gotta be starving. You have to go to the bathroom. Right, you're, yeah. you're gonna try all stops to get out of there. And if it's not locked, I don't know. I think, I think I'm going to go with Kelvin's answer as well. Number I just one. Want to one Number one. Okay. <laughs> So I guess we'll start from the top there. Florida man trapped in unlocked closet for two days. That's a real article. Wow. True story. Uh, Florida man desperate for ride to Hooters calls 911. That is also a real article. The fake one was the one I couldn't read. The one you couldn't, we couldn't even hear you talk about. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't even improvise. Didn't you make it up yourself? Well, I did, but I have written down notes. And I can't read what I have written down. This isn't the All first right, time. So read, read your either. actual article. Read your fake article. That the fake one? Florida man who refused to leave diner. <laughs> hey, I read everything I had written down here. Is arrested. So this guy refused to leave Dolly's diner early Thursday morning, despite being asked to leave multiple times. Donovan gladly told authorities that he worked there. Dolly Mayer, owner insisted that she had never seen the man before that's the fake article that is the fake article so lou i want to hear about the first article though did, have, have, did you read more about it or was that the entire article just two guys were stuck in a closet uh, i didn't read the locked. entirety of the article uh but it says they were stuck two people were stuck in the closet at this college for two whole days before they realized that it was open that i don't understand how that article. happens but what's that i don't either I don't understand how that happens either, but, uh, and I don't understand how that was reported on either. <laughs> yeah. As, as we had discussed, unless the person that like the janitor finally went into the closet and was like, what are you guys doing in here? Then mm-hmm. they claim that they were locked in there and he's like, it was open the whole time. And he goes to a journalist. I don't know, but. See, the only, only solution I think is that it actually was locked. There's no way that they like went through two days. All right. Mal, well, I didn't write the, the article here. <laughs> all right i google tells me these things all right we'll have to do some research and keep our twitter followers updated on that and uh, are we content with the fake news segment this week i th- i think so i think my running record is better than yours it is but you cheat 
So continuing on, we have our fight to the death this week. And in our fight to the death, we each take turns to draft a team of people that we think would win in a fight. And this week, we are drafting sitcom characters. And Claire Claire came ready. She has, the, in the background, um, people who are familiar, familiar with the show The Office, when they do the headshots, she has that background as her Zoom background at the moment. So this week, we're drafting sitcom characters. Last week, we drafted cartoon characters. Uh, cartoon characters, correct. And we got crushed by... Tyler Daffer. Yeah, I, I don't understand that at all because everyone was hooting and hollering about his Ben 10. All right. So if there's a Ben 10, then we have to assume that there's a Ben one through nine, correct? And if there's a Ben, oh, one I think through that's nine, his last name. His last name's 10, the number 10, like Tennyson or something. Shut I was up. doing research on this. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. All right. Well, then forget it. Continue your point, though. I'm kind of curious what you have no. to say well, about well, I was Ben one say, through nine. If there's a Ben 10, then you have to assume that there's a Ben 1 through 9. And if there's a Ben 1 through 9 and 10, then presumably there's a Ben 11. And then Ben 11 would beat Ben 10. That'd be right, but I don't think there is those people. Okay. Well, that's just a thought. Well, some other people on, on Tyler's team, on Daft's team was Ben 10, Aang, Samurai Jack, and Buttercup, the Powderpuff Girl. And he got 60% of the votes. Lou, you got 25%, and I got 15%. People were That's not very just... fond of my picks last week with no. Magic School Bus and Thomas the Tank Engine. Well, I mean, you drafted Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> so, Claire, what do you think of that pick? I picked Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm. I mean... I it's a train. Yeah, right. He's just not very scary. Thomas the Train... Beefy. Thomas the Train is a baby back bitch. <laughs> you know... Lou, the, the, just this last week, I got in contact with a representative from Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. And uh, I'm really hoping, uh, I'm trying to get him on to, to plead my case. But okay, yeah. We'll they, see. I mean, bring him on. I will tear him a new one. Right. We'll give Thomas the Tank credit, though. I think he's probably scarier than the Magic School Bus. I don't know where you're going with that one. The, well, it's magic. <laughs> that, that was the only place I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, you know, I think. Of the two, they're both terrible picks, but at least one is magic. So, thanks, Lou. Well, this week we have our sitcom draft, our draft of sitcom characters. So, um, we're going to let Claire get the first pick. Lou, you're going to take the second pick, and I will take the tail end of the draft. So, Claire, what is your first pick of the draft? Mm, I get to pick four, right? And this is just my first one. Right. This is your first pick, and then Lou will pick then me, and then it'll come back to you eventually. Cool. Well, I mean, this is just going to basically win the whole thing. This is arguably the best pick of all time, but Dwight from The Office. Okay. Dwight Schrute. Yeah, I, I think Perfect. that is a very good pick. It, if I had the first pick, probably would have been my first pick as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely towards the top of the board. He's I, just a crafty look, guy. Right, and he's always <laughs> got the throwing stars or pepper spray. Oh, yeah. Always prepared in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was looking at my list and I know it's not my turn right now, but I, I like had Dwight Schrute and one or maybe two others. And then the rest are pretty average people. So Lou, you are now on the clock. What is your pick? Yeah. Uh, I'm basically in the same situation as you, Mel. 
But with my first pick, I am going to go with Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Mm, I think good. I think he could construct a nuclear weapon. I was thinking about if that he's one. not killed first. <laughs> Mel, he's uh, well, brain, but he doesn't have the brawn, so he's kind of lacking a little bit. True, but I, I think you can make the same argument for Dwight Schrute, one no, of the most I, unathletic I, characters of all time. At least he's beefy, though. I mean, he is kind of beefy. <laughs> right, Dwight. Dwight lives off of just brute force most of the time. I've I've never seen the and Big Bang Theory, so is, isn't that right? Yeah. Beat Farmer. Beats. Yeah, can't forget those. Bears, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so you picked Sheldon Cooper. How is long do you think it name? would? Yeah, Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory. How long do you think it would take him to even create some sort of weapon? Does he get to bring the blueprints with him? Not very long. No, we, we established with Thomas the Tank Engine last I, week. I that think he once, you, get his once you figure that stuff out, he, I'm conf- quite confident in the pick that he would be able to um, construct some kind of nuclear weapon. Okay. Well, that is, I get that the, is the complete and only basis for that pick. Yeah. And I had him on my list too, just because he's smart. But now I get the tail end of the draft. So I get two picks in a row here. And these might be my 101-102 that I got really? left on the board. Really? So with my next pick, I'm taking Terry Jeffords from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know who the hell that is. I don't know who you know, either. You know who Terry Crews is, right? Terry Crews, yeah. yeah. That he's the That's his character in Brooklyn oh, Nine-Nine. Okay. He's, like the, he's an officer. He's Sergeant Terry Jeffords. And he is, like the entire show, is his character – is a super nice guy that's just ripped out of his mind because Terry Crews is just a jacked guy. He is for sure. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Terry Jeffords. So Terry Crews, uh, porn addiction. Are you concerned that if there uh, is at any acts, I don't know if he's gotten over this addiction, but if there is any temptation that he would be taken off the battlefield, like, Due to being suspended or what? No, just because he can't help himself. Because no, I'm not really concerned about that at all. Okay, I, it it was worth asking. I was unaware of it, but I'm not concerned okay. about it. <laughs> I, I think he he's still gonna. Uh, I forget when that was. May have been a brain terror. Ago, so. <laughs> I bet he's overcome it by now. Good for him. <laughs> um, so then I get another pick here, and I'm going to go to the show parks and rec and i'm going to take ron swanson okay he is the mustached man and he is the epitome of a man that's like his character on the show he's He's just just a man man. he likes meat and killing things essentially okay so i'm taking ron swanson those are the two epitome characteristics of a man like meat and killing killing things things. (laughs) so all right lou you're up so with my next pick here perhaps won't be a fan favorite however he is a menace to society all right and i'm gonna go with bill cosby from the bill cosby show he's he's just a predator isn't he in jail how's he gonna fight i think he is Uh, we could get some some sort of leave for him or something, I guess. But <laughs> but people, ah, actually, now that I said that, I don't know if I like that pick. 
yeah people, i don't either yeah people might be uh might pick him out specifically to kick his ass yeah and and you were just trying to call out terry jeffords or terry yeah. cruz for some things and yeah. and you're bringing well, listen, up bill I cosby i didn't say there weren't skeletons in my own closet <laughs> yeah but yeah i, I so guess you, you have you have sheldon cooper an extremely weak man okay. and bill cosby like a rather old <laughs> yep. man I, that's probably like, pretty weak too yeah he's like seven, 60 or 70 yeah you guys- right if, if no I were to be looking at this draft right now and just look at your team, I, w- I would think that your goal is to lose this fight. Like, pick the weakest characters possible. Well, Bill Cosby. He's a predator. Okay. So. You have Sheldon Cooper and Bill Cosby, and now <laughs> Claire gets to pick again. So I've been, <laughs> I've been Googling what, what cons- constitutes a sitcom on my phone. Because I okay. – so there's a couple on here – is Rick and Morty, is that a sitcom? Can we say that's a sitcom? It, this, it pops up, but I don't know what's a sitcom. Lou, yeah. what are your thoughts? I, I mean, I think by definition it is a situational okay. comedy. Okay. Sure. Um, oh, gosh. Well, I was going to choose Rick and Morty, but I think I have to choose Rick or Morty. You can <laughs> choose them both. You get two picks right uh, now. I guess that's, oh. yeah. I'm just... But that would eat up both of your picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I want to do that. Which one has more power? I've never seen the show, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say <laughs> Rick. I think Rick's the yeah. only Yeah, that's a good pick if you had to choose between the two, because Marty throughout most of the show is just like a weak little kid that can't do anything. <laughs> and Rick is like this super genius guy. So that, like, are you saying that I have in one pick a combination of both of Lou's picks? Because he has an old man and then he has the, the brain. And I have that in one person. Yeah, it's, yes. that's what it sounds <laughs> <You do>. like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I'm doing pretty good. Here. Yeah, but but your uh, but your old man isn't a child molester. Mine is. <laughs> that fares well for Claire. I would say that's probably. A well, I I, 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 well, I didn't say that 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 would help me at all. I'm just saying that that's. You just wanted to point that. The that's facts. the only yes. difference. That's yes, the exactly. only difference. Okay. <laughs> So Claire now has Dwight Schrute and Rick from Rick and Morty, and she gets another pick here. Oh, okay. So Claire well, is back on the clock. <laughs> I was just looking through all my other sitcoms, and I came, I've never watched this one either, but it's called BoJack Horseman. Okay, yeah. I I'm, just going, <laughs> I'm just going by the picture. I mean, it's, it's a man that's also a horse. Yeah, a man with like a horse that? head. Yeah, how can you not pick that? So, so it's Bojack Horseman is what it's yes. called. Bojack Horseman. Are yeah. you familiar, Lou? Um, I am familiar. I've seen only a couple episodes. I, I don't really know the premise of the show, but it is basically a horse in human form. Bojack Horseman. As the I, name I'm implies. excited to see what this this character looks like. But um, now we're headed back towards the back half of the draft and Lou, you have your third pick coming up. So what are you thinking? Well, now that I look at my list, I hate every single name on it. Um, <laughs> you messed up. I, I absolutely did. What? So my third pick here, I'm going to pick Larry David. What is he from? Do either of you know who Larry David is? Uh, is he from Curb Your Enthusiasm? Is that who it is? Yes, that is okay. him. Thank yep. you. Thank you. So basically, crotchety old man. 
Yes, basically the premise of it is he's just a menace to society. You got a lot of menaces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, well, this one's not like a child predator in any way. So Ooh, I just looked this person up. Is this actually who you're drafting? This person yeah. I'm looking at? Yeah, because like that's the show is that he's just like a menace to society with everything he does. I mean, I don't think your goal is to draft menaces to society. It's to, to draft people who will win in a fight. Well, I mean, you could argue the two kind of go hand in hand. This is like your Wario picks all over again. <laughs> I'm going with Larry David. I don't know what else. Larry David. Yes. Final answer. All right. So I now have, I have two guys in their 70s, I think. Yeah. Bill Cosby, Larry David, Sheldon Cooper is Lou's team so far. And, and Claire's team consists of Dwight Schrute, Rick from Rick and Morty, and Bo Jack Horseman. And now I'm back on the clock and I get two picks here. And um, I, I have a handful of people in mind, but I'm going to take somebody that's not like a complete character, but he's, he's a character nonetheless. And I'm going to take prison Mike as my next pick and from the office. Okay. So not just Michael Scott, I'm taking prison Mike. (laughs) He was in jail for many, many years and he's ready to fight. So prison Mike's my next pick. And then I get another pick, I suppose. So Do you have was, comments on? Prison I was. Mike? I just had a question. What was the context of pre- or of Prison Mike? Like in the show? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Claire, are you more? Yeah, I know you watch The Office a lot. Are you more familiar why Prison Mike was in the office? <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to re- remember why he was there. Um, I know there was like a new worker that came in. Oh, yes. And the new worker was did have a criminal record. <laughs> okay. So right. Prison Mike was just trying to assimilate him into the company, make him feel better about being a criminal. I don't remember why. Oh, Prison Mike went to prison because he stole. I think he stole a lot of things. I don't know. I can't remember that part. I just know the worst part about prison was the Dementors. The and Dementors. basically all you need to know. And... For those of you who are not familiar, Dementors are not actually a thing that are in prison, right? <laughs> or am I wrong? Aren't, aren't Dementors like from Harry Potter or something? Yeah, they are. They are. Okay. Yeah, that's where the jokes stem from. Yes, that was my <laughs> understanding of it. All right, I get another pick here. And this one, I'm going, even though I've been ripping on Lou for taking older people, I'm going with the oldest of the old. And you guys probably won't recognize this person's show name but you'll recognize their actual name and i'm taking rose nyland from the golden girls and better known as betty white what are you doing i already have this one in the bag so i just need a a nice old lady to to control my team what what is she gonna do bake them cookies she very well could and i'd i'd win it with my other three (laughs) i mean i don't have you watched the golden girls i Uh, know No, I mean, I've just watched it a little bit. It's, it's a pretty good show, but Betty White, good pick. I mean, she's obviously the more famous one, but the real like kicker to that show is Blanche. I don't know what her act. I don't know what her real name is, but she's the taller one and she just always has a really good comeback and she's hilarious. So, so that's who I I should have taken. That's who you should have taken. Yeah. Okay. Blanche, if I was going golden girls, but I took Rose Nyland, I guess that's her name, but uh, Betty White. 
better known right. as. I I don't think I have the right to put Betty White yeah, in there. So mm-hmm. Rose Nyland. All right. Well, I, I think with my fourth pick, I, I only have two names left on my list. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go off the cuff here. Actually, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm going to take Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld. That's a good pick. It, yeah. I, yep. Yeah. 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 And really, he's just, he is also like a menace to society. He's always kicking down doors and yeah, stuff. He's kicking down doors. He's, he's running everywhere. I think he, he would be a hard guy to take out in a fight. He just looks like a big stocky guy. He is pretty tall. He's pretty tall. Yeah. I was going to say he's really tall. Not as tall as Peppa the Pig, but he's tall. <laughs> Not, nope. Seven foot one, Peppa the Pig. People forget. Was Peppa the Pig your other, your other person on your sheet? Is that even a? That's not a sitcom, is it? No, no, no. That last week we drafted kids cartoons, and I drafted oh, Peppa the Pig, and got eviscerated for it. Well, yeah, Peppa's a, a savage. Sorry, exactly. There, that's what I'm saying. Savage. It's a seven foot one pig. <laughs> no, I, I looked that up. Like, how tall is Peppa the Pig? And I, sure enough, seven one. But what I found more interesting is I, I like clicked on images of Peppa the Pig height and Papa, like the dad of yeah. Peppa the Pig is 15 feet tall. Oh, really? <laughs> you should, uh, you would have well, won if you would have taken him. Well, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware <laughs> yeah. that, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. So Papa Peppa the Pig is a rather large man. Um, and now I guess we have our final pick and that brings it back to Claire. She gets her fourth pick. Right. Well, you guys were going all the way, you know, at the end of the spectrum with the old dudes. I think I'm going to go switch it back all the way around, pick a pick a kid. I'm going to go with Bart Simpson for my last Bart pick. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, as Lou would put it, a menace to society. But I have a couple older kids on my team. I think I want to keep it young, keep it fresh. I know he's always got like pranks up his sleeve and stuff. So I think he would also be some of the brains behind our operation. Mm. So yeah, I feel like Bart would be a good glue guy, you know, keep the old guys young again. Oh, for sure. I don't mind that. Actually, I did. The only other name left on my board was a character from that show, but it was sideshow Bob. If you're you're (laughs) at all familiar, it's the guy. He's got like the big red spiky hair. He doesn't make an appearance in every episode. I think, when he's on the show, he tries to kill Bart, but never succeeds. So that probably would not have been a great pick on my part. Right. Okay. Yeah, was- yeah I wasn't familiar. <laughs> Some other other shout outs I had. Um, I had Andy Bernard on my list just because he has anger issues. Um, he's from The Office. Jan Levinson for a similar Ooh. reason. She Jan was the on one that list. chucked... Yeah, she chucked the the Dundee. So at basically, Michael. you just had the whole office cast on your list. I did, and I also had Stanley okay. Hudson. <laughs> but, Stanley uh, people, Yeah, people not from the office. I had George Costanza from Seinfeld, That's Menace to Society. Name. Yes, and uh, Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine Nine. And that's about all I had on my list. My one honorable mention would have been um, Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Never seen it. Oh, but I forgot about that show completely. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that on either. Cool. Um, so now we're moving on to our next segment. And oh, we should sum up the teams first. So my team, I've got Ron Swanson, Terry Jeffords, 
Rose Nyland, and Prison Mike. Claire has Bart Simpson, Rick from Rick and Morty, Bojack Horseman, and Dwight Schrute. And Lou has Sheldon Cooper, Cosmo Kramer, Bill Cosby, and Larry David. So how this works every week, we put a poll on our Twitter and our Twitter followers get to choose who wins this fight. So follow us at Big Dog Radio underscore and be on the lookout for that post so you can vote and decide our winner. And now let's move on to our next segment where we have our hot corner and our chopping block. So in this segment, we each bring something that we want to honor this week and something that we want to dishonor or something that is driving us crazy. So the hot corner is the thing we want to honor. So Claire, do you have a hot corner that you brought with you? Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this one a lot. Something that I guess I don't know if this would be a good hot corner for you guys, but I just tried curry in the box the other day. If you guys are aware of that restaurant, (laughs) but it's basically Thai food. Never had Thai food before, but after I had curry in the box, love it. I had it yesterday. I had it today and I had it yesterday and I had it last week. Obsessed. Thai food is unbelievable. I have to tell you, I don't, like, I don't think good. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I, I don't know what I even order when I go. I, it's like a, a low main type deal mm-hmm. almost, but what really does it for me, they sprinkle the peanuts on top. Ooh. Oh, I yep. go crazy for it. <laughs> Love those peanuts. Yeah, I agree with the, the curry. I, there's a small town or a small little restaurant here in Madison. It's called the globe. It shout out the globe, no free ads, but that's an ad shout out globe. <laughs> um, go there. Nicest guy ever owns it. And it is like the best curry ever. I haven't had curry in a box though. So I'll have to try that out too. Yeah. Again, no free ads, but curry <laughs> curry <bucks. laughs> Thai food. All right. Lou, well, what's your hot me? corner this week? All right. My hot corner. And it really let me preface for no reason in particular is maple syrup, urine disease. And I was, so I was actually just thinking about this the other day for some reason. In high school, I did a project uh, in biology class <laughs> on maple syrup urine disease. It's where it's a, it's a genetic disorder where your urine smells like maple syrup. Okay. That's better. And not than a lot of people know about it. Oh, I was thinking it was the consistency of maple syrup. Oh, oh no, that would, would be, have just been that painful. would be miserable. Yes. No, but so it smells I, like maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that would actually be a really interesting condition to have. I yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Probably be better than what we have. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't know if there's any side effects that go with it, but just to have urine that smells like maple syrup, that's a good conversation starter. Is that how you would lead in? Like <laughs> I mean, perhaps. Now, now talking about drawing lines, is that a yeah. good, good yeah, thing that's to true. introduce yourself as? Yeah. What does your urine smell like? yeah not a good starter um my i have actually three hot corners this week but i don't feel the need to say all three so lou i'm gonna let you choose actually claire as our guest choose a number between one and three and i'll choose that one three three okay my my third hot corner or i guess my only hot corner this week is squid game the netflix series People are going, I'm halfway through it. Okay. And people are going crazy over this show. And I I needed to see what this hype was all about. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I am very happy with it, even though, so it's, it's actually all in Korean, mm-hmm. except there's like a translation to English that, that you can like listen to it in right. English. It clearly doesn't line up with their mouths, but even at, even at that, it's. Oh, so you've show. been, so you've been watching it with the translation, like the voiceover. Right. Exactly. See, I, I think you just have to watch it with the English subtitles and you just hear it in Korean. Yes. It well, Did you watch the movie Parasite? No, I didn't. No, well, that's kind of what you did for that, but right. I did that. hear that, like the the English translation, like loses parts of the story, huh? No, I'm so, not like that might be an so. issue, but um, yeah, I I absolutely love Squid Game so far. I'm hoping to not be disappointed by the next few episodes, but that's my hot corner this week. And then I I suppose I'll give my chopping block right away too, and then send it back around. Sure. Uh, my my chopping block this week, I I had to think about this one a little bit and i came to the conclusion that my chopping block this week was this book that my nephew had (laughs) and um so big lou i know you had a business idea at one point in time where you were gonna make a kids show and it was just gonna say like absolutely nothing essentially you're just gonna be running around yelling crazy things just to try to make a profit yeah just to entertain the kids right and i i was hanging out with my sister and her kid and I, I've, this kid runs and hands me a book. Granted, he's about two years old at the time. He was like a year and a half. And he hands me this book. And, and so I read it to him and I'm going to read it to the audience right now. And this is how it goes. It says one apple, two pears, three plums, four strawberries, five oranges, nice green leaf. And that is the book. That's the entire book. That's the entire book. And these people are making a profit, I'd assume. Wow. So this was like an actual published book. Right. Yeah. I I have a video of it that I'm watching right now because uh, I like took a video of this book because I thought it was pretty funny. So I'll post it to our Twitter afterwards. But I I was just like amazed, like, because this book had to go through some steps to be published. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Many people reviewed that book and didn't think it was true. I understand the whole counting thing, like one, two, three, four, five. But then at the end, it just says nice green leaf. Like that's the ending of the book. Now, we might have to get into the business of writing kids books. I know I could I could do that. And these illustrations are awful, too. They aren't even good pictures of like an apple. It's just like a red circle with a stem. Yeah. So that's my chopping block this week. Hmm. This it's well, specifically big, that book. Maybe well, Big Dog Enterprises. <laughs> I mean, you also have to wonder not not to, you know, bash on your sister or anything, but the parents who buy the book, do they I mean, what was what was the motivation there? Do they know something that we don't like? Is it so I I actually um, asked her about that and she said that they bought it strictly because it was so bad. Like there was it just said (laughs) nice green leaf at the end. So it was a sad time for her. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, as I was going to say, maybe Big Dog Enterprises will get into the children's book writing game. It's not a bad idea. No, not at all, apparently. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll give my chopping block now. And my chopping block this week is people that hyphenate their last names. So I, I, I don't know what the basis is. I don't know what the basis is for people. I, I, I think they take like, they just combine their uh mother and father's last names and hyphenate them 
Well, well, why would you do that? Because what happens when you have a child? Now that kid's going to have two hyphens in its last name. And then if you go down or three, four if gen- you marry somebody that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Has, like, yeah. Name. And then you go down four generations names. You're going to have to write a novel every time a kid's born just to fit the name. I think I think hyphenated names, usually, at least in the cases I've seen, it's where the wife takes keeps her name her family name and then takes on the husband's name but that doesn't necessarily apply to their children their children usually just have the male's last name but like if you're a if you're a female and you were a doctor and you got your doctorate with mm-hmm. your family name you would want to keep that i guess i can see your point well, but well also, i don't know i don't know if people well, see be- i i had this thought watching uh the college football games and there's so many people running around with hyphenated last names. I don't understand why that's the case. Yeah, I think there are some cases like uh, I'd assume Juju Smith-Schuster's. Yes, that's, that's a good example. Up. Yes. And um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yes. Story about that. Um, Claire came in. Claire Splinter came and visited um, our hometown one one week. And one of our friends asked her if her name Claire is short for Clyde Edwards Elaire. I think so that's, that's a fair a assumption. Story. <laughs> uh, funny story. I, I went to Curry in a Box today, as one does, and uh, I had a pickle order for Claire. You know, pretty common name. The guy behind the counter who, you know, if, if he was Indian or what, I mean, I don't, Thai food, whatever. If he was of that nationality, I could see it. But he was, you know, American and he could not pronounce my name. He was like Claire are you here for Claire? Like, couldn't pronounce my name. I mean, is that, is Claire not a common name? I, oh, it I, is, it it, common. It, I would say it's a very common name. And Did it's spell not it like right? the spelling of your name is yeah, obscure or right. anything. So Yeah, I spelled it right. I mean, I did it online, so I couldn't spell, have spelled it wrong. But that was a new one for me. People mispronounced my name. So it felt kind of special. Well, the yeah, mispronunciation of Claire, I would say, is, is closer than Hulk is to my name. So. <laughs> Yeah, Lou told the story the other week that uh, Starbucks had mistaken his name for Hulk. They called him Hulk <laughs> instead think, of Hunter. Do you think they might have done that on purpose? I mean, did you go in? Did they see you? Maybe they were like, oh, my God, this dude's this dude's a unit. He's jacked. Well, well or you, just, you just assumed that wasn't it? I see. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, my 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 actual name, not to dox myself on the podcast, but it it starts with an H. And I think 100% of people that listen to this will know. So I don't know why I do this and play this game, but I do anyways. But yeah, no, they they thought my name was Hulk. This this girl is very confused, as was I. All right, so your chopping block is the hyphenated... Hyphenated last names. Hyphenated correct. last names. And Claire, do you have a chopping block? Um. Yeah, I do. There's this one, I guess my theme is restaurants this week, but there's this restaurant that's been really making me mad lately and it's Subway. It's not Popeye's chicken, sorry, but it's Subway. Oh, what's, I, what's your problem with Subway? Well, just, I mean, I've seen so many, I did see a TikTok the other day about how they use like yoga mat material in their bread and their bread also is considered cake in foreign countries. And I, I mean, I've gone there, like there's only a subway next to where I work. Mm-hmm. So I have been to subway many, many a time, many a time. And I did notice last week, bread kind of tasted like cake, little too moist for my liking. Huh. So now I'm thinking like, 
you know, I'm something shady going on here. I just hate that they are so quick to be, you know, we're healthy, we're healthy, we're healthy. And then they'd go and do stuff like that. That's just, that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. You know, I, I think I know what you're referring to there. I saw an article. I forget when this was, but there's so much sugar in their bread that in most countries it's, I think it was France. In fact, it's not considered a bread. Mm-hmm. Like how do they get away with that? That just doesn't. Yeah. I No, because they do market themselves as a healthy alternative to fast food. Didn't right. You got Jared. With... Yeah. Jared. Yeah. Jared. I guess we should have learned our lesson from him, but. what was this what was the jared scandal i remember Uh, there was something did he like not actually eat subway he just got thinner he was a child predator yeah oh yeah okay yeah but he did eat subway yeah Yeah. oh he ate a lot of i don't know i have a hard time believing that set that sets a bad precedent where if you eat a lot of subway you could turn into a child predator oh god yeah Yeah, i don't think we can (laughs) quite link those two together but you never know um yeah i so subway i am not a huge fan of subway either so that's your chopping block this week subway no free ads yep no, no free ads anti-ad yeah and zero five stars zero. so that brings us to our last segment of the day and as we do every week we have the big dog's final thoughts okay so the big dog um, let's hear your final thoughts yeah so so this week, and I've noticed this for the past few months, I've seen a lot of bikes riding around just blasting music out of a speaker. Like well, motorbikes? No, no, no. Like pedal bikes. And like they'll just have like their JBL speaker sitting in their backpack blasting music for everyone to hear. What happened to earbuds? Do those not exist anymore? Like I see you, Mel, you have your AirPods in. Do yep. people just not use them anymore? Why are we blasting speakers everywhere we go? So this is a question for us? I guess it's a question that I don't think you can answer. I can assure you that that earbuds still do exist. Because we've done like a full 180 where we had a problem. People wanted to listen to music and show stuff individually. So we created earbuds into, you know, AirPods, whatnot. And now people right, are just going farther abandoning back. them completely and going back to just a speaker. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. Well, that's why the Walkman was invented so people could walk or bike yeah and listen to music by themselves and now people want everyone to hear what they're listening to apparently i think society is regressing the degradation of society yes it continues Mm -hmm. i mean did you see that people that wire headphones are are back in again wired headphones wire headphones like not airpods but the wires they're trendy oh i never i never got rid of them (laughs) <laughs> so this is your time to shine exactly that's what I, <laughs> I can attest to that I, i've seen lou will like go on runs and stuff and he'll have this wire flopping everywhere like yeah, it, just spend a couple dollars and get some wireless <laughs> headphones or no, earbuds no, no, no. because here's the thing i sweat like a meal so mm-hmm. if i get those airpods they'll fall right out of my ears that's incorrect oh. ear sweater <laughs> sweat from every angle oh (laughs) so my my second thought here is that you know i feel like the morning after a night out is almost better than the night out itself you know what makes you say that cold when because like 
when you wake up the next morning and you get together with like the people you went out with and like just talk about the events of the night I think that's better almost better than the night itself well yeah if you're not well if you're not hung over as a meal yeah I can see that I mean go I personally love to go out to breakfast just going out for breakfast with my friends after the night out Mm -hmm. that's a vibe breakfast or, or brunch brunch oh yeah i'm not getting up i'm not getting up before 10 30 okay fair fair well you could argue to that point that to lose point that you need to have the night out in order to have the morning after yes that that would be correct but But you're just saying saying it's more fun to discuss stories than to do to have the stories than to participate in the stories almost yes Uh, the argument could be made that's, Do you that's think really, like that is the case with you, or or is that just like I an think just I think just in general that you that very much it. may be the case. Okay, you guys. No, I'm not. I'm not against the point. I'm not against the point. You very I, well seem to be. I, my only argument is that you you can't have the stories without making the stories. Well, I think that so that's almost like saying you'd you'd rather read about like something fun than do something fun you know sometimes that doesn't seem like a such a bad thing now does it that's true that is true especially <laughs> if the thing that's fun isn't your highest point in life yeah exactly there's a case to be made that's all i'm saying indeed well that wraps up episode six of big dog radio um thank you again for joining us claire it's been a lot of fun happy to be here happy to have been here all right thanks awesome. for listening see you next week <laughs>